I don't know if we underestimated how much skill we had gotten into. Like we didn't realize it until, you know, it was time to fulfill those orders. So the first week when we were shipping out, I think we had about 115 orders. This was like 4X in what we were doing per week. So we had to call our friends. We had to like rush hire people for the second week because we're like, if we keep going like this, you know, we might not be alive at the end of 2020. This is P. You're listening to Coffee and Banter, my podcast about stories of grit and resilience. This is part two of the episode with Toby and Bethany, co-founders of All I Do Is Cook and experts at enjoying life. In this part, we'll be continuing our conversations about their business and life's experiences. We have to take one step back. How did y'all go from garlic shrimp recipes to partners in this awesome business? Hey, I'm glad you asked because my experience with All I Do Is Cook was a very different transition. Like I said, I was on the timeline and I saw someone had reposted his blog and or retweeted yeah he retweeted his blog and I saw the recipe and I was like oh so impressed the Nigerian guy is doing this cool thing and that was it only for him to like reply to it saying oh I hope you make it or I can't wait for you to make it or something along those lines at that time I was doing my own catering business here in Houston called Good Eats with Bethel but like I said it wasn't anything serious it was just a side thing especially because I was teaching at that time I was what like 21 22 with no serious responsibilities I'm teaching, I have a stable job that's sustaining me. I'm living La Vida Loca, enjoying myself. I'm making these like sweet pies that people like. I was making meat pies, beef pies, chicken pies, jollof rice, coconut rice, all these things that were just so good. And because I was doing it at a small scale, I never really considered it work. So one thing led to another. It's like, oh, I have a baby shower. Oh, I have a bridal shower. Oh, I have a small 10 people party, house party. And it just started growing over time. After Toby and I connected on Twitter, he DM'd me again to follow up and see that I had actually made the recipe. At that time, I used to do like cook-alongs on Snapchat. So I would like get ingredients. I would tell people ahead of time and we could like cook together. So I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to make the recipe. This is my Snapchat. You can watch me make your recipe. And obviously I'm going to share with people that this recipe is from the Toby Smith, all that stuff. That was how we connected. Like we just realized that we have a really, really mutual love for food. And it went from there. So after he was done with his um, master's program and he was trying to figure out his next steps, I think that was also when I was starting to like decide if I wanted to continue cooking or just renew my teaching contract. I love the kids so much. I love the kids a lot, but I felt like, or I feel like teaching is such a sensitive thing it's not just about like the subject that you're teaching but you have to be really and fully committed to it with all your heart and it's not that I wasn't but I think at that time I wasn't going to be available the way that the kids really really truly fully needed me because I found myself giving most of my attention back to cooking so at that time he was done with his master's I was trying to decide my next step I think that was where we talked about hey we have similar ideas, we have similar visions and goals, and we're talented. The truth about it is that we know how to cook. Business aside and all these things aside, we have really good 
we have really good taste buds <laughs> and we know we really know how to put things together so at that point I was like you have been doing this a little bit more seriously than I have been so I'm very much okay with putting good eats with Bethel aside I think I was less emotionally connected to my business than Toby was maybe because I didn't have that much structure honestly my business at that time was just inshallah and vibes to be very very honest we kind of merged the clientele that I had in Houston with the people Toby already had and I was like that's fine we'll just keep it all under all I do is cook people didn't really care or know it was just we're ordering from Bethany anyway but at that time Toby and I were working together already so that was how we merged and I think in the beginning Toby was a little bit hesitant he was like I don't want you to just like disappear your whole entire brand you've been working on this you've been building it and you have something going honestly it felt right <laughs> to do this connection because we were able to really figure out our strengths and split things you know like okay this is what you're great at you take care of this this is what you're great at you handle that and yeah that's that's how that worked out awesome so we talked about all I did cook starting from the food blog and getting to one order 10 orders 11 orders what skill right now what does that look like what skill all I do is cook right now 2018 was our like test run year, we did about 80 orders and that was with like my friends and people that I knew. Um, 2019, we did 350 orders and then 2020, yeah, 2020 happened and we, that number increased to 2,903 orders in a year. Wait, that's almost 10x. Fisayo, I just wanted to know, I love the way Toby's always saying this, but the way he says it, I always want to add that those years was the absolute ghetto the absolute ghetto because it was still just two of us so the growth is sweet and nice and all of that but it was hell yeah she's like 100 percent right because 2019 started off you know this was we're running out of houston shipping from houston and i was cooking from the house 10 orders, 20, 15 orders, 20 orders in a week. And then and 2020 started, you know, no pandemic, still going steady, 20, 22 orders. There, there was one time we did 35 orders in a week and we're like, oh my God. So at this point in time, I was like, yeah, it's not sustainable to keep cooking in the house. So I started looking for commercial kitchens and then boom, the pandemic happened. So we had to close for a month just because like food supply was wrecked and there was no produce anywhere. We came back May 1st. I, I found a commercial kitchen. Well, because everybody was home, everybody was on the internet, all the places you could get Nigerian food anywhere were closed. It was almost like all I do is cook was the only option that every Nigerian in America had to get Nigerian food. First day we opened up the website, we had about 95 orders and we were like, yeah, we're screwed. It was just myself and Bethany. So you think about this, right? Before this time, we were making, you know, pies at the house. We would bake, let's say, two trays of 20 each pies at once. And then we get 95 orders on one day for 60 dozens of meat pies. So we're thinking, like, how are we going to do 60 dozens of meat pies? So we go online, get some equipment, empty the accounts. Literally, there was like $2 left. We were like, yeah, we just got to fulfill these orders. 
we had the kitchen space from 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. But the first one week of reopening the store, we were there sometimes up until 2 a.m. in the morning. Right now, we've gotten to a stage where we've gotten people to work with us. Um, we've built a team around this. It's been quite a journey, but where we're at right now, you know, we are selling out every week. We have controlled inventory so that we're not sitting on stock. We are now in two specialty stores in Houston, Texas. That's Phoenicia Specialty Foods. You can get Rodo Oil and Rodo Crisp there. It's been surreal to see the growth from what we thought we were doing to what we are doing now. Every day that we do this, I'm always super thankful for it. So I'm not going to let you just skip past Rodo Oil and Rodo Crisp like that. Let's, let's talk about that. I haven't said this story a lot of times. The idea for Rodo Oil came from, you know, making Asun. And actually, this day I was making Asun for some people. I finished making the Asun and then, you know, there was just a little bit of oil inside the pot. That oil, for some reason, I just kept staring at it and I was like, I can fry eggs. And then I tasted the eggs and the eggs were like, oh, wow, the spice and the flavors from the peppers were in the oil. There is nothing like scotch bonnet oil on the market. There's no spicy oil that's that spicy. So, you know, I thought about it like, let's look for a way to get the flavors and the spiciness of atarodo um, into oil because, I mean, people use oil for everything. Yeah, that was how rodo oil came about. And we just kept, you know, trying to make it better. It's been quite a journey with those products. I think that's a really, really amazing line of products that we have. And I'm looking forward to what it's going to turn into in the near future. Cool. Asun is a Nigerian delicacy made with goat meat and peppers. And Atarudo is Yoruba for scotch bonnets. Bethany, let me come back to you. So we started off talking about how you, you know, chop life and enjoy life. How have you balanced the pressure of building a business that is scaling so fast with your personal like interests and making sure that you're living life the way that you want to. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. The, the first year, year and a half was hectic. So I'm going to like, this is a completely different like side thing, but I have what's called PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome and it's basically like a hormonal imbalance and along with a lot of the different things there's always like extreme fatigue and tiredness at that time or at the start of this I feel like high stress was very triggering for a lot of the symptoms and in all of this yes the growth was nice and the growth was sweet but the truth about it is that I was struggling mentally. I feel like there was a chunk of that year that a lot of the time I was dealing with a lot of anxiety. I was dealing with some depression and it wasn't very, very good. I, this is the first time I'm actually saying it out loud like this. But there were a lot of people that I used to order and come and pick up, right? And they stopped seeing me. Truth about it is that I was hiding. Like literally, I was physically hiding. And that's because I was just so overwhelmed. I was just always so tired. And I I think at that time, I was like, business is not for me. I'm not a business person. Like, I don't know anything about business. I had always, I guess, from childhood or growing up, I don't know, I'd always labeled myself as like, oh, I'm a creative. I like structure. I like schedules. And I like all these things. And I feel like with business, you don't really get that. And then it's a lot of numbers involved. I don't really like math. I guess I was getting into my head and I was like, 
I can't do this. I'm not good enough. Like, yes, the food tastes good, but now it's, it's not just about the food anymore. It's about learning about this business and how to run a business. Now we have to hire people. So that means there's people management involved in this. There's now customer like relationship. I don't know. There were just a lot of things that just wasn't only cooking focused anymore. And that was what I loved. I loved cooking only. <laughs> and there were many times where I would tell Toby and Oinko, I can't do this. I'm not, I'm quitting. I'm not doing this. But the truth about it is that I love doing this. I'm very happy doing this. And I can't imagine not doing this. I think for me, it was the health stuff. But it was also a lot of self-doubt and a lot of, I guess, fear that the growth was happening too much and that we wouldn't be able to keep up. There was just a lot of fear. A big part of it was that I was also scared that my whole identity would be lost in cooking and I would only be like a food girl. Like my theater personality would be gone. Like me being bubbly and trying to have a good time with my friends would be gone. Then I was not a dynamic person anymore. I wasn't fun anymore. And the only things that people wanted to talk to me about was food. I don't know. It was just getting too much. At some point, we had a talk. He was like, what exactly is it that's going to make you feel confident in what you're doing? Because you're a great cook. You're amazing. You have great ideas. You create good things. So what is it that's going on? So I took some time away and I kind of just reflected very, very deeply, what is it that's going to make me feel happy? What is it that's going to get me back to a good place? And it was a slow thing, but it was just believing myself again, having a great support system. It was like taking walks, working out, eating good food. I am less anxious. I feel a lot happier. I'm very comfortable with where I am. I'm starting to embrace the fact that like I am smart. <laughs> like I know these things. I know numbers. The numbers are not scary. I know how to talk about things business-wise that's not just food alone, you know, like trusting myself that I'm exactly where I need to be. I'm good enough and I'm skilled, talented, and knowledgeable enough to do these things. And so we started scheduling breaks or holidays. Oh, another big thing is like I started listening to my body very, very much. Like whenever my body's like starting to shut down or is not up to it, I'm not scared to say, you know, like, hey, I'm not feeling good right now. I'm going to wrap up and I'm going to take a break or whatever. You know what I mean? Like just basically putting myself first. And I think now there's so much more of a balance, but those, that starting point was rough it was the ghetto and i never want to experience it again it was horrible what are you most proud of in the journey that you've had in the last five years wow um i'm so 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 proud of community i think the community that has been built from this thing is so pure is so genuine we're not perfect but there's so many people that love us and support us and just want to see us win. They believe in us so much and I don't know, there's nothing like it. They've they've literally seen us through when everything was just play play, you know, to like now we're like doing this for real. There's just so much grace 
in the community, there's just so much space for us to explore. And as we're growing, there are a lot of the things in the business are changing and people are patient and they're allowing us to grow in the ways that we feel is the best way for us to grow. And they're going along with us. Also, I'm very proud of our team. We're a small team, but we are very, very connected. We I don't know. It's a blessing. That's really all I can say. Honestly, I'm proud of myself. Shout out to me. (laughs) There's been a lot of personal growth. I'm exactly who I think I am or I'm starting to think I am. And I love that for me so much. I'm very, very proud of me. I'm proud of my partners. And yeah. Awesome. So if you you could imagine, not imagine, if you could like outline what you think is ahead for All I Do Is Cook and for both of you personally in the next 10 years, what does that look like? I'll say in the next five to 10 years, honestly, I don't know. Let me shoot for the stars or the moon. I don't know which one is higher. I'd say maybe like an IPO on the stock exchange someday because I think what we're building here is not just when I just build a new company, we're trying to build an ecosystem, a complete ecosystem. We want to be as big as Unilever, but dedicated to African flavors. So we're thinking about the Unilever. They're not just uh, a company in a vacuum. It's a whole ecosystem, it's supply chain, it's farmers, it's you know artisans, it's a whole lot of people. And I guess what I'm most excited for about the future is the amount of jobs we're going to be able to create, the number of, you know, careers and people that we're going to be able to support and bring up. We're trying to make it a habit of doing charitable donations and contributions to, you know, Eastern Food Bank, to, you know, schools back in Nigeria, charities and organizations, just to, just to make sure that the impact that we're having is on so many different areas. Value that we're going to bring, you know, for customers, um, we want to be able to actually do our best and do our beat to put, you know, the literal African flavors on everybody's dinner table everywhere in the world. Awesome. It's been such a pleasure chatting with you both. We're going to transition. So we're going to do our 10 random questions and it's very random. Just say the first thing that comes to mind. What's something to drink? Bubble tea. Oh, nice. I like that too. Okay, what is something you'd never do again, Toby? Um, try to cater an event by myself. How big? No matter how big it is, I'm never doing it. Even if it's three people, never doing it myself. Okay, cool. This one is for you both. What's a song you have on repeat? Currently, it has to be Joe by Danky W. Nice. For me, it's this song by Zinoleski where he says, I, I, yeah, I, I left them posts on my Instagram so you could see there was a turning point. Yeah, that song, that's my favorite song right now. Awesome. Bethany, what's your favorite thing to do? Wow. Um, <laughs> go out to eat right now. What's your favorite place to eat? So if you could go anywhere right now, where would you go? Any Thai, um, Japanese or Korean Vietnamese restaurant. I love Asian food. It's probably my favorite. What would the title of your biography be? Well, um, <laughs> this is a great question. I joke with Oinka all the time. I would title the book Life in the Passenger Seat as an Entrepreneur Wife. 
<laughs> okay. That's right. But yeah, for me, I think it would be maybe I'll say Mama, Mama, we made it. Probably, yeah. Hmm. Nice. Celebrity crush, both of you. Rihanna. Mine is gonna sound very weird, but Banky W and Adesua together. Linda Ejiofo and her husband together. Um, <laughs> and Mr. Easy and Timmy together. <laughs> wow. Someone loves couples. <laughs> There's a trend there. <laughs> you, you, you have to take them together. They're just, I don't know, they're beautiful, all of them. Nah, for me, it's just Rihanna. <laughs> by herself. Yeah, just by herself. Thanks. Toby, what's your favorite thing to cook? My favorite thing to cook, eggs. That's my favorite thing to cook. Eggs in any shape, form, or manner. With roto crisps, of course. Or roto oil, yeah. Bethany, when you cook, what's your secret sauce? Well, my secret sauce... I'm great at making sauces, by the way. Oh, I can't... I got so excited. But I can't believe I didn't mention this. But I actually went to culinary school. So you guys should look at me, you know, with some respect i'm a trained chef of course um but i'm great at making sauces but i'm exceptional at making cream-based sauces oh nice humble brag i think we're just humble so we don't know <laughs> <laughs> <You> do. <laughs> like i'm literally struggling i'm like hmm but yeah i'll say humble brag would be um, we're running a company. We're running a multi-million dollar company. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna add to that. That's that's a that's a big one. Yes. Let's do one last one. I don't even know how many questions I've done right now. I've lost count. What's a COVID hobby that you picked up? <laughs> Interesting. COVID hobby. TikTok. Yes. TikTok. I'm addicted to TikTok. I'm I'm saying it unashamedly. Making TikToks and watching TikToks. That's my COVID hobby. And it's never going away. I don't think so. I don't think I picked up a COVID hobby, honestly. Like, I was still fighting for my life, honestly. <laughs> so I was just trying to... I guess I was focused on trying to transition out of being always low, hiding. And I just... I was reading a lot of books and a lot of um, blogs and things online on how to get yourself out of the funk. So <laughs> that's what I spent my COVID time doing. So self-motivation. I suppose so, yes. Awesome. I think this might be a two-part series because there's so much here to share. But thank you so much for joining me this morning. It's been awesome. Yeah. Thank you for having us. You're welcome. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Coffee and Banter. It's been such a pleasure speaking to Toby and Bethany. If you want to learn more about their business, please go to www.alliduiscook.com and there you can experience a variety of Nigerian meals delivered right to your doorstep. Be good to yourself and to those around you.